Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Who is ready to preach the gospel? And we're taking our text this morning from the book of Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, we're reading from verses 1 through to verse number 17. Romans chapter 1, reading from verse number 1 through to verse number 17. The Bible tells us, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom ye are also called of Jesus Christ, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayer, making requests, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you, for I long to see you, that I might impact unto you some spiritual gifts, to the end ye may be established, that is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now I will not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I, pur- I propose to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I may have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am a debtor, both to the Greek and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. As much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth to the Jews first, and also to the Greek. For he, therein is the righteous of, righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Now from this verse of the scripture, we see the following things. Paul's description of himself in verse number one. The nature of the gospel in verse number two. He talks about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul talks about how we receive the grace through the gospel. He talks about the reputation of the Roman Christians. He talks about the Paul. He now went on to discuss the desire of Paul to minister to the people in Rome also. And then he talks about the readiness, his own readiness and determination to preach the gospel, not just to a particular group of people, but to everyone that is, you know, that is uh, that he has the opportunity to preach to. And then he talks about the righteousness of God that is revealed through the gospel. 
Now, today, from the 17 verses that we've read, today I'll be focusing on just one of those verses. And I'll be looking at the intensity and the passion with which Christ, with which Paul the Apostle made a comment in that particular verse that we are focusing on. In verse number 15, Paul the Apostle said, As much as is in me, as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are also in Rome. The question is, what does it mean to be ready to preach the gospel? What does it mean to be ready to preach the gospel? When Paul says, I am ready to preach the gospel, what is he talking about? Paul was talking about the fact that he is ready to tell the world what Christ has done for him. He's ready to share his testimony of his own transformation. He's ready to tell the whole world that God has done something miraculous in his own life. You know, he has, he's, he, he, When he says, I am ready to preach the gospel, he's saying that I'm ready to tell you about the transformation that took a Pharisee, now that, that took a religious zealot to become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is saying, I'm ready to tell the world about his encounter, about my encounter with God on the road to Damascus that now made me to be who I am. And the result of that particular encounter is what I'm ready to share with you. That is what Paul was referring to when he said he was ready to preach the gospel. And if you look in verse number 14 of that same chapter, verse number 14, the Bible says, yeah, Paul wrote, he said, I am a debtor both to the Greek and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. The question is, why was Paul, why did Paul consider himself to be a debtor to the Greeks and to the barbarians, to the wise and to the unwise, to people that he has not even known before? Why did he consider himself to be a debtor? Go to verse number 16 and you will see, you will give, Paul gives us an indication there. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first and then to the Greek. In other words, the gospel is the only means of salvation. That is why I consider myself to be what? To be a debtor. That is why I feel the need for me to be able to preach not to the Greeks, but not only to the Greeks, uh, to the Jews only, but to the Greeks and to the Gabarians and to everybody that I come in contact with. Why? Why was Paul so passionate? Paul, what Paul was passionate because number one, he knew what he had done to the gospel before the before his conversion. He knew the kind of persecution he persecuted the Christ. He knew the danger of a soul that is not yet born again. He knows the danger of a soul that is outside of Christ. He knew himself; he was blind and he was in darkness, and he knew what happened to him when he encountered the Lord Jesus Christ. And because he knew all this, he was willing to be able to say, "Okay, I am going. What I have received." I'm willing to share with others. So, so now that he is born again, there is a burning desire in the heart of Paul. There is a burning desire in his heart to say, okay, what I have experienced, I am willing to share with other people. What I have received, I need to give it to other people. It's just like a beggar who has found a place where you can find food and is now beckoning to other beggars and is now saying, please come and come and get this particular food because there is food here. You don't have to go hungry. You don't have to become destitute. You don't have to now begin to live your life outside of Christ. Now we have found a place of refuge. We have found a, we have found salvation for our soul. And Paul is saying, yes, because I have found it, I am willing to share it with other people. That's why Paul considered himself to be a debtor to the Greeks and to the barbarians. Now the question is this. Those of us who are already born again, those of us who have been working with the Almighty God for a very long time, do we feel the same sense of responsibility to those who have not known the Lord? Do we feel the same sense of responsibility to tell people who are outside of Christ? Do we feel the need to tell others about the transforming power of Christ in our individual life? Do we feel the need to be able to share the Word of God with the people who are around us? 
We who have encountered Christ, do we have the urge to share the good news of salvation with other people? Do we have the burden to see other people come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Paul the Apostle said in, in, in that Romans chapter 1 verse 15, he said, as much as is in me, in other words, as much as possible, as much as I have the grace, as much as I have the ability and the opportunity, I am ready to preach the gospel to you also in Rome. In other words, I've been preaching it all over the place. I've had the opportunity to go to different parts of the country. Now I want to be able to preach that same gospel to you who are in Rome. The thing is that I am so passionate about it. I see the value. I see the blessing. I see the glory that God will release into the life of an individual and I want to share it with you. And that should be the passion of every Christian. That should be the desires of every one of us that are seeking to be able to walk with the Lord. The next question that comes to mind is this. Why was it necessary for Paul to be ready to preach the gospel? Why can't he just go? Why can't he just go ahead and begin to share his words? Why can't he just go and begin to tell people about what God had done for him? Why was it necessary for Paul to be ready? Let's look at the book of 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. Reading from verse number 15, the Bible tells us there. But sanctify the Lord in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh thee. And to ask, that ask you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. In other words, he said, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you the reason for the hope that is in you. In other words, Paul needs to be ready. You need to be ready. I need to be ready to be able to give an answer to every man that ask him, the, that ask me, that ask you the reason for the hope that is in you. You need to know what you believe. You, I need to know what I believe. The people around us need to know what we believe so that we'll be able to give an answer. People will see that something is different about you. People will see that life, you know, your life is glowing. People will see that you have a hope for tomorrow. People will see the, the, the blessedness of God in your life and they will ask, what is different about you? Unless you are prepare to give an answer when they ask you those questions there's a tendency that you might not be able to give a good answer and that's why Paul says I am ready because he knew he knows exactly what he believes and he knows why he believes why is it necessary for Paul to be ready to preach the gospel or to be prepared to preach the gospel number two in second Timothy chapter two second Timothy chapter two reading from verse number 15 second Timothy chapter two reading from verse number 15 the Bible tells us the study to show yourself approved unto God a word man that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that need not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth in other words it is necessary for Paul it is necessary for me it is necessary for you who have been born again to be able to be ready to preach the gospel because we need to be able to show ourselves number one approved unto God that we know what we are doing that we are a workman that needs not to be ashamed that we are a workman that rightly knows how to divide the word of truth the word of truth. In other words, that we know how to interpret the word of God. That we know what to say, what the word of God means. That we know how to be able to apply the word of God to the lives of the people that we meet on a daily basis. In other words, we need to be well prepared that we can be right, that we can rightly give the word of God, the manner of life. We are able to give it to people when they need it. Why is it necessary for Paul to be ready to preach the gospel? It is necessary because number three, the souls of men are at stake. And any mistake you make with the souls of men 
have what is called eternal consequences. In other words, if somebody looks at you and because of your proclamation, they refuse the Lord Jesus Christ, that decision to refuse the Lord Jesus Christ has an eternal consequence. In other words, it determines whether they are going to be with the Lord forever or whether they are going to be apart from the Lord forever. So, Paul said, I because of the value, because of the importance of the souls of men, because of the eternal consequences that attend to every heart that is not properly aligned with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be a workman that handles the word of God carelessly. I don't want to be the workman that will not be able to rightly apply the word of God into the hearts of people. There is somebody who said that people become Christians because they saw a Christian. And then people don't become Christians because they also saw a Christian. The way we live our lives, how we comport ourselves, how we apply the Bible to our life and to the life of people around us have eternal consequences. Not just on your own life, but on the lives of the people who are looking at you. Somebody once said that people don't read the Bible, they read the Christians. In other words, when they look at us, how we live our life, how we comport ourselves, will we we, we, we influence their decision for or against Christ. And that's why Paul says, I am ready. In other words, I prepared myself. I know the value of what I'm carrying. I know the importance of what I'm carrying. I know how I know how, 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 how valuable the message of the gospel is. And because I know the value and the importance, I make sure I do not handle it with levity. I'm handling it with all seriousness that is deserved. And I'm giving it the best preparation possible so that the people that encounter me will see the value and the worth of the word of the word of God and they will be able to embrace it. That is why Paul said, before you can preach the gospel, you have to be ready. You have to be ready. Why is it necessary for Paul to be why is it you know why is it necessary for Paul to be ready? Because number one, he, you know, we told you he has to give an excuse, he has to be able to give an answer, he has to be properly trained, and then because the souls of men are at stake. But what area of his life will be ready? Number one, he must be ready spiritually. He must be ready spiritually. It does not make sense. For somebody who says he's a Christian, for somebody who says he's a pastor, for somebody who says he's preaching the word of God, who has no encounter with Christ. How can you be representing Christ when you don't even know that same Christ? And that is why we should be spiritually ready. Have you been transformed? Have you been spiritually regenerated? Do you even know the God that we are serving? Unless you have had that encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, unless that you have been born again and you are walking with the Lord and God has done a spiritual transformation in your life, it does not make sense. It will not make sense. It will not even benefit you in any way if you say you are preaching the gospel of the man or the person of the God that you do not even have an encounter with. So we should be prepared spiritually. Number two, we should be prepared emotionally. Have we have, uh, have we crucified the flesh and all his desires? Are we ready to bear the shame and the ridicule that is associated with Christ? Because many of the people, many of the gospel messages that is preached today is a glamorous gospel. But the gospel that is presented to us in the scripture is not a glamorous gospel. The Bible says that he that will live godly in this world will suffer persecution. Have you prepared yourself emotionally for that particular part of persecution that will come with identifying with Christ? Not only that, you have to prepare yourself mentally. Are you prepared mentally? Are we convinced of the message of the cross that we're taking to other people? In other words, do you even believe the message itself? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, that nobody comes to the Father except through Him? Do you believe He's the only way to heaven? Do you believe in the, in, the, in the sacrifice that He did for us on the cross of Calvary? Unless you are mentally ready, you mentally agree, and you, you, and you understand the basis and the reason for your faith, you might not be able to preach the gospel. 
not only that, are we experientially ready? And by that, what I mean by experiential readiness is the fact that do you experience the daily victories that Christ gives in our lives? Because there is no point in you telling people about the beauty of the Almighty God, telling people about the goodness of God, telling people about the things that God will do for you when you yourself have not experienced it. If you have not experienced the joy that God puts in our heart, how can you talk to people about the joy that will come into their heart when they are saved? If you have not experienced the salvation of your soul or the breaking of the yoke of sin in your life, how can you go out and tell people that God is able to break the yoke of sin or deliver us from every captivity of the enemy? How can we do that? We have to be experientially ready. In other words, you have to experience the things that you are about to tell the Lord, that you are about to tell people about the Lord. So, in good times and bad nights, have you known how to walk with the Lord? In times of discouragement, in times when things are not falling, when the things are not going the way you expect it to go, do you know how to walk with the Lord? Do you know how to communicate with the Lord? Do you know how to talk to the Lord? If you have no experiential relationship with the Almighty God, preaching the gospel will not be very, very easy for you. So apart from being ready, apart from being ready to preach the gospel, you also have to be convinced of the gospel that you are going to preach. The Bible tells in the book of John chapter 6. John 6, reading from verse number 66. The Bible says, from, the, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Verse number 67, then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? In verse number 66, uh, 68, the Bible tells us, then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the word of eternal life. Now, I want you to pay attention to verse number 69. He said, And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You have to be convinced before you can share the word of God, before you can share what God has done for you to other people. If you are not convinced, it will be very difficult to be able to sell the message to other people. Paul, Peter, Peter said, and we, we for, 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 is it, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the word of life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Paul knew the Lord, the Christ that he encountered on the road, on the road to Dam on the road, uh, on the road to Damascus. He knew the Christ he encountered. He knew the message of the truth. He was convinced of that message. He was, he lived all his life on that particular message. And because of that, he was able to preach the gospel. And I tell you this very morning, you cannot preach the gospel unless you are convinced of the message. Unless you are convinced of the message, you cannot preach the gospel. Not only that, apart from being ready, apart from being convinced, you cannot preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ unless you have counted the costs. You cannot preach the gospel unless you have counted the costs. In Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, reading from verse number 28, the Bible tells us there, For which of you intending to build a tower, seated not down first and counted and count the costs, whether he has sufficient to finish it? Less happily after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. 
In other words, there is a cost associated with preaching the gospel. There is a cost associated with walking with the Lord. Jesus Christ himself said that anyone who lays his hands upon the plow and looks back, he says he's not worthy of the kingdom. In other words, if you start this journey without counting the cost, if you start the journey believing that all is going to be well, if you count the start the, start the journey believing that everything God is going to be a God of prosperity and God of wealth and God of good pleasure and everything will be nice unto you, when the time comes and you begin begin to encounter difficulty when the time comes and things are no longer falling in place for you what you will find is there is a tendency for you to begin to build and not be able to finish it so we must count the costs there is a cost associated with coming to the Lord Jesus Christ there is a cost associated with walking with the Lord there is a cost associated with doing what with being a voice for the master there is a cost associated with it. And the thing is that if you are going to preach his gospel, you have to be able to preach. You have to be able to know the cost. Paul knew the cost of preaching the gospel. If you ask him when he was being beaten, when he went into where he was involved in shipwreck, when he was put in prison, all those things were the cost that were associated with him preaching the gospel and he was willing and ready to be able to preach, you know, to be able to, to, be able to pay that particular price. You cannot preach the gospel until you have counted the costs. And you know exactly what it will cost you to preach the gospel. The heartaches that are involved. The lonely nights that are going to be involved. The period of time when you are not going to see God move on your behalf. The time when you just see that the heavens are silent. The time that you feel that God is not hearing you. Those are some of the costs, the emotional costs that, we, that, you, that, you, that you have to pay. And you, unless you are aware and you are willing to pay that particular price, preaching the gospel might be very difficult. Preaching the gospel might be very difficult. Now, who dare me? Because if you give this all picture, it kind of scares people to begin to wonder who are they, who is then ready to preach the gospel? Who is now qualified to preach the gospel? The thing is that nobody is qualified to preach the gospel outside of the grace of God. Nobody can say, yes, I am ready, I'm fully qualified, I'm I know everything that I need to know to be able to preach the gospel. No, it is the grace of God. But there are certain basic things that must be in the life of a man and a woman who will stand and say, I want to declare the name of the Lord Almighty to the people that are around me. Who is then ready to preach the gospel? Let's look at the portrait of the man or the woman who is going to be preaching the gospel. The man and the woman or the individual that will preach the gospel is number one. A man who has a balanced view of himself. Go back to that Romans chapter 1 that we read. Romans chapter 1, reading from verse number 1. Look at the way Paul introduced himself. He said, I, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel. In other words, Paul did not see himself as the all in all. He did not see himself as the origin of the message. He did not see himself as the message itself. He saw himself as a messenger. He saw himself as a servant. He saw himself as somebody who the Lord had recruited to be able to do something on behalf of the kingdom. He saw himself as just another hand, another instrument, another tool in the hands of the Almighty God. If you don't see yourself as an instrument in the hands of God, if you don't see yourself as a conduit through which the word of God is flowing if you don't see yourself as a messenger of the gospel, if you begin to see yourself as the all in all the true message itself, if you see yourself as the one who is more important what you will find is that you are going to obstruct and you will not be able to preach the gospel the way it is intended to preach Lord, anyone who will preach the gospel must have a clear picture of who he is, 
Paul knew he was a sinner saved by grace. Paul knew he was the person he was heading for destruction when the Lord God Almighty plucked him out of that particular path. Paul knew that he, without Christ he is nothing. If you are going to preach the gospel, you must also have that kind of attitude. You must realize that without God you can do nothing. In your own strength, the Bible said, shall no man prevail. In the arm of the flesh, shall no man prevail. Everyone who will preach the gospel must understand their dependency and their reliance on the spirit of the Almighty God. It is God that gives the utterance. The Bible tells us in the in the, in, in, the, uh, in the Gospels, it said when you, Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, when you are going, don't think of what you say. It is the Spirit of God that will give you utterance. In other words, it will tell you what to do. Regardless of your, it doesn't mean that you don't prepare. It doesn't mean that you don't study. But it simply means that you rely totally upon what the Spirit of the Almighty God will tell you. Anyone who will preach the Gospel, anyone who will represent Christ, must have a good view, a balanced view of who he is. Because if you think, the Bible says that let, let him that stand there, take heed lest he fall. In other words, if you think that you are all that, you might end up missing the mark. So Paul the Apostle knew who he was. He had a balanced view of himself. And anyone who will preach the gospel must also have that same balanced view of himself. Number two, who is ready to preach the gospel? The man who is ready to preach the gospel is a man who has a balanced view of Christ. He has a balanced, a balanced view of Christ. Romans chapter 1, reading from verse 3 and 4. Concerning his son Jesus Christ, which was made of the seed of, made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God by power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection of the dead. In other words, he was giving us the picture of who Jesus Christ is. Okay? He's giving us a picture of Jesus Christ. Paul's view was that Christ was the Son of God. In all his writings, he showed and he showed that he believed it. And anywhere he went, he made sure he lifted up Jesus Christ as the one who, as the God, you know, as, 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 the, as, the, as the true Redeemer, the true Savior. A man and a woman who will preach the gospel must have the right view of Christ. If he sees Christ, if he sees Christ as one of many prophets, your message will reflect it. If you don't see Christ as the one and only true way, you will begin to tell you begin to tell the stories that every way leads to Christ, that every way leads to heaven. But a man and a, a man or a woman or an individual who will preach the gospel must have the right view of Christ. He must see him as not just another religious figure. He must see him as not just another way to heaven. The Bible tells in the book of John chapter one, John chapter one, reading from verse number one, the Bible says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." The same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him and without him was nothing made that was made this is the Christ that we are preaching because he is the, in the very beginning the Bible said that he was the one and the word himself was God unless you as the preacher of the word of God believe this and are convinced of this truth you might not be able to preach to Christ John chapter 14 verse 6 the Bible tells us there it says Jesus said unto him I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me unless you as the one who is going to be representing Christ believe in this particular word you might not be able to represent him accordingly uh, represent him properly unless you have the right and the correct view of Christ you might be preaching a gospel you might be preaching a message. You might be preaching, you might be considered to be a pastor, but you may not be preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ if you don't have the correct view of Jesus. If you don't know who he is. If you don't understand his message. If you don't understand his purpose. If you don't understand his mission. If you don't understand his place in eternity. If you don't understand who Jesus is. You might be preaching the gospel, but it might not be the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, who is ready to preach the gospel? 
A man who is ready to preach the gospel is a man with a balanced view of the gospel. Okay? You must understand what the gospel is. And that's why Paul says in verse number 16 of Romans chapter 1, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. In other words, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. That is to the Jews and then to the Gentiles and to the Greeks and to everybody. It is the power of God unto salvation. Unless you have that view of the gospel, unless you understand the gospel as the power of God unto salvation, you might not be preaching it very, you might not be, you might not be able to preach it accordingly. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because the gospel that was committed unto him is the power of God unto salvation. In other words, I know what I am carrying. That's what Paul is saying. I know what I have. I know the power of the message. I know it has the power to transform life. I know it has the power to change destiny. Therefore, I am not ashamed of it. Because that power that is inherent in the Bible, that is resident in that particular gospel, that power has the ability to be able to change the lives of men. And over the years, we have seen men, and we have seen the lives of men being transformed. Okay? The man who will preach the gospel must have the right view of the gospel. Okay, You must understand what has been committed into your care if you want to represent Christ. Because if you don't have the right view, you will not be able to deliver the right message. Unless you see the gospel for what it is, you will not be able to preach it. If you see the gospel as one of many messages, if you see the gospel as a motivational tool, if you see the gospel as a nice scheme for you to get to your goal or to become rich or become famous, if you see the gospel as another level of psychology, you might not be able to preach the gospel and the power that is inherent in that gospel will not be released. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. We will like to invite you to join us for the June edition of our breakfast meeting on Saturday, June 9th, 2018 at 9 a.m. The meeting will be held at the Holiday Inn located at 1453 Silo Hill Lane, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Breakfast Connection is a forum for equipping believers to believe and share their faith in the marketplace. Child care will be provided. We look forward to enjoying a warm fellowship with you. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.